I want to be an artist. Whatever was, was in the TV or in theater, I was like, I want to do that. When you arrive in New York, everyone says like, you can make New York, you can make anywhere. And then I think, okay, so let's go to Brazil and make there. <laughs> I want to see you making there. If you want to direct your first show, get the idea, decide what you want to do, and put your hands to make it happen. Hello and welcome to the Theatre Art Live podcast sponsored by ClearCom. ClearCom is the leader in voice communication since 1968 for theatre and the performing arts. When the show must go on, ClearCom is there to keep the team on cue. The Theatre Art Live podcast puts the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the world, the culture creators and the backstage masters. My name is Ana Aguilera. Today I'm joined by Patricia Marjorie, who is a Brazilian multidisciplinary theatre artist based in New York. Director, performer, designer and craftmaster, Patricia moved to New York City after 19 years of extensive work in theatre productions in Brazil where she got her bachelor degree in performing arts by Universidade de Brasilia. Experience executing measurable creative solutions in arts design and interactive marketing for theater, her credits range from classical pieces to new work. Her artistic goal is to continue developing a theater-making practice that transcends illustrative storytelling using theater as a voice for marginalized and oppressed communities. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. I couldn't say I'm I I'm so happy to be here. It's an honor, uh, mostly because I also heard the podcast and I know I'm between friends. So so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, we're excited to to have you on and um, and to know that you actually know some other people that we've interviewed and uh, that you listen to the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Do you want to share with us a little bit of how do you get started in theater and briefly how do you get from maybe the I'm curious or I bumped into theater and the arts for whatever reason and then how do you got to now? <laughs> I, I'm from Brazil. In Brazil, we have a very huge culture of TV. Right. And then we have like this huge audience of soap operas. And I grew up watching soap operas. And then I, in some point of, I was really young. And then there was two situations. I was really young. It was around like, I would say nine years old. And my dad took me to see a theater show for kids. And then I got absolutely stunned. By, by the storytelling because it was about ghosts and it was about being uh, different, celebrating the difference. The name of the show was Ploofed, A Nice Ghost. That was, a, that was the name of the show. And I got absolutely like stunned. I was like, this is something that I, I want to be part of it. And I also remember not only like liking the storytelling and getting involved, but I really wanted to touch the clothes, the, <laughs> the costumes of one of the characters. I remember she was wearing like a, a, a beautiful long blue dress. And I was like, I want to go there. I want to touch her hair. I want to touch her dress. And then my dad kept me, he kept taking me to theater for a while. And then I also would love to watch TV. I, I was always watching TV, watching soap operas. And then when I got to the, my age of like, I don't know, 11, 12, I already knew that I, I want to be an artist. Whatever was, was in the TV or in theater, it was like, I want to do that. So I remember like being 13 and, and like looking for schools where I want to go to student arts and whatever. But it also had this little feeling of, I don't want to be in my parents' house forever, so I want to go study out. But this is not a big reality as is in, as is in the United States. Like, you really don't, we have good universities. And in the university here in Brazil, uh, we have at least one free university uh, each state. So I got lucky I got in one of the universities here in my city, Brasilia. And I didn't get the chance to study out and get, leave my dad's parents, my, my, my parents' uh, home to study. 
But I think I already knew that I wanted to be an artist when I was for sure at 13. I knew it. I wanted. I didn't know if if it will become a reality, but I really put all my efforts on it. So I found, I remember being in my school, my high school, and it was like a, like a poster saying, do you want to do theater? There's this opportunity here that we are doing like a test with all the kids for the schools, for the entire city. And then we are come make it a it was an addition or something and then I did it and I got in and the re the rest of his is history like I made great friends that are still doing some theater i some of them are like journalists in tv right now some of them are are not doing theater anymore but it was that was the way I started that's how I started in theater. and then you made it happen and it's been how long since I mean, roughly. this was, I was 16. So I think this is more than 20 years. <laughs> yes. N not more getting into the years. details. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that's, I feel the same. <laughs> you are the same, but with a lot more experience. Exactly. A little bit more smarter. <laughs> so how would you describe in this, like, few years your <laughs> your evolution yeah. <laughs> and your experience and what like that little kid that applied to the art school and then if you see yourself today and how has that practice evolved through time I think I'm gonna get emotional because it's so crazy that I'm giving this interview right now being here in Brazil uh and it's so crazy because I am surrounded like when you live out, when you live abroad, and then you come back, it's crazy how everyone wants to see. It. And then the ones I, I, I'm being able to meet is the ones that started with me or went to the university with me. So how I would describe, that's a, that's a fun question. I feel like this kid is still inside of me. She's still very curious. She's still very full of fire in the eyes desiring to make this change that you just said as my goal and my statement. Like I really, my, this kid is inside and outside I'm still, I'm every single day trying to understand. And then this cultural difference is how, how do we do theater here with the lack of resources that we have, uh, like financial, financially resources and the abundance of, creative and crazy resources that we have here and how it's completely different when we are in New York where everything is so fashionable uh, and everything it's like right there you know like I love to say that when you when you arrive in New York everyone says like if you make in New York you can make anywhere and then I think, okay, so let's go to Brazil and make there. I want to see you baking there with the lack of resources that we have there. So I feel like part of who I am right now and part of the, the this majority of work that I've been doing, it's because here, to make it happen for this kid, this little Patricia inside of me, uh, make it happen. We had to be very creative. We have to reuse. We have to put it together. A bunch of things that we did not have. We, we, we just did not know how to do it. So we're going to create what we have. So a big part of who I became as an artist is this big mix of this thirsty kid of making theater, making TV or whatever opportunity as an artist. What can I do? Nope. I, I remember being at a university here and then seeing my senior teachers inviting friends to be part of projects. And I was never like in, in their minds to be like, they would never invite me. And then I called some friend was like, look, they're not going to ever invite us. They're never going to call us. So I think we're going to have to make our own shit. So, <laughs> oh, excuse me, my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're going to have to do our own thing. 
So let's do it. What we have, what's your idea? And let's put it together. And then you can, let's all act, but I can direct and you can produce and then you can, you can make the makeup and then I can help with this. And that's how we made it happen. Uh, this like, I don't know. Sometimes you were... Yeah, yeah, no, it just was 20 years ago. Acting or directing or producing or you did all the things. And you still do all the things. Yeah, <laughs> I still do all the things. Because there's also another thing. Like I'm... Right now, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an immigrant. So we have to pay the bills. And I love the fact that I can pay my bills being in the theater. Not having to be in restaurants. Or don't get me wrong, I've been there and I learn a lot. I feel like everyone should be a server at least for six months in their life because you learn a lot. You learn how to deal with people. You learn how to listen. You learn how to talk. You learn a lot. But I'm very, that's why I do everything like, Uh, my body is getting to a point that I don't think I can handle restaurants anymore, you know, but I love to be part of creation. Let's create. You need a costume. So let's think about a costume together. Let's do props. Props is something that I've been doing a lot and set design. And the other thing is in the, my university here, you have to go through all the chains. So it was, I spent six years and a half in, in the university. Some part of this, because we had some, they, my university was a uh, public university. So we had some strikes, teach, uh, professor strikes. So in this gave, put me more time in the university. But besides of that, you have to do the body chain you know like uh, improvisation you have to do set design you have to do makeup you have to do light design you you have to go through all the disciplines at least a little bit to during the the whole time of you your time at a university so i'm very lucky that i had a, a great teacher in the design part of it, I have I had great teachers in the as a as a um, performer and as a director, and that's mostly why I became a director and an actor. But I also had a great, a fabulous teacher as a designer. Her name is Sonia Paiva, and I cannot, I couldn't be where I am without having her. As a teacher, she, she taught me about colors. She taught me about, you know, for, for the very scratch of everything in design. And then also was this Brazilian. I was like, okay, what do you want to do? We don't have money. So let's recreate in, in, in top of something, you know. So she she was, she's a still an inspiration for me. And then I think that's that's the thing. I do a little bit of everything because we have to do a little bit of everything here because nobody's going to make it for you. If you want to direct your first show, get the idea, decide what you want to do and put your hands to make it happen. There's nobody to make it for you. So let's create, let's paint a wall, let's paint a chair, let's, you know, draw a costume, let's put it together, pieces of it. And that's how, that's a that's a very resilient thing, I guess. <laughs> I think it's a at least I can speak for most of the Latin American countries that have a similar cultural, um, socioeconomic exactly. struggle. <laughs> but exactly. But then a lot of resources when it comes to like there's a lot of colors, like you see colors everywhere, and there's like materials readily available. It's not the material you go and buy, but If you look for it, if you say, it's not. How, how can I use this in a way, or what can I use so that will uh, serve the purpose of what I need? But yeah, I can. Exactly. I see that. Exactly. I see that here in Mexico, and I've I've heard about it <laughs> from other people. Can't remember where, but in other countries, I don't know if it's Colombia, Argentina. I think the Argentinians have mentioned that as well. Like this struggle to actually make it and smith and you can't afford to go buy new materials for whatever you're doing but you can recycle you can do 
other things. Exactly, and this is very, very characteristic of the full, the, yeah, the whole Latin America. And our colonization was this kind of colonization. It was a colonization of, uh, let's take it. the The weather was not the weather that a European was desiring to stay. So uh, different that North America, where they went to colonize to stay, the. South America and Latin America was like, okay, well, well, we can get out of from here, right? Let's 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 get what is good and let's leave because this place is really hot and we don't want to stay here. And then this this the, the resources, it's we are like here. Just how how can we make it? And then I feel like this feeling of us to be creative of how make it happen or how even to to make ends meet. You know, the every single day of the Latino America, it's it's a creative struggle. True, <laughs> but I'm I'm sure this <laughs> right. is a popular saying. I I think I've also heard it from Chinese people. But just pour more water into the soup. Exactly. <laughs> Here we say, put more water in the beans. Yes. <laughs> put more water in the beans. I'm I'm a, I'm bringing some people. Put more water in the in the beans, and we're gonna make it. Everyone's gonna eat. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So you've went through all this struggle and then now you have goals, which I admire. I wish I could verbalize my goals as an artist. I want to achieve this and that. Maybe I have them. I, I, I have to do now some um, sit down with myself and think about it. But you do have it. You've written it. So <laughs> tell us about it. <laughs> well, as you say, like, As a Latin American, as a Brazilian, and as someone who, uh, my passion is to put people together, to gather people and to make it happen. And then to, to make that happen, I feel like we need to be aware of how we are and how, where, and where we are as a society. So... I'm also, there's no way to do theater in Brazil without talking about Augusto Boal, who is the father of theater of, of uh, oppressed. And I, even if I'm doing something big that it's Broadway and then you don't really think about the oppression and the oppressor, my idea is, and this is something that I love about New York, because it's where you see that this is happening right now. We as an artist are doing uh, a big effort to be to give voices to the ones are there for a long time we're not being heard. And as a community, I think the biggest goal for me is to build community. You know, the arts and build community. What can we do? For me, my very first project that I was telling you, I don't know how many years ago, what it brought for me besides of knowledge was a community. It's where I, what I felt accepted, where I felt that I was being, I was part of that. So I think build community and using art to understand ourselves, to understand ourselves as, as a community, as a society, and, and bringing a little bit of this, this thought of reuse, re, like recycle. When one of the things that was very almost shocking for me when I moved is how much waste we see in New York, in the United States. We, we kind of know that it's like the country of consumption. It's like we're always consuming like, oh, my TV broke. Let's get a new one. Like in, 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 in Latin America, like if my TV broke, it's like, do you know someone who fixed a TV? Let's like, how can we? And then if you cannot fix TV, you're going to make that TV as a tray. I don't know. <laughs> you know like we, I don't like to throw it. This is also something about a little bit about my mom and my dad. Like we never throw things out unless it's really old or really there's no other kind of different use for that. And then when I was, when I arrived and we walk in the streets, like you see everything. 
there's couches, there's mirrors, there's everything around. I was like, oh my God, if I put this with that, oh my God, I can do a whole show with this, all those things. So I feel like it's, a, when I say that it's a lot of goals, I think we can call goals now, but I think there are a lot of dreams. Like how can we be better as a society? How in how theater fits on that, how theater can collaborate for that. So this is probably one of the goals, whatever it's like treating, transforming the waste, whatever is putting kids that are like thirsty as I was, as I was 20 years ago to, to understand, to make theater, to understand themselves, to canalize their emotions, understand their emotions. How can we be part of that as artists? Because art is that, right? It's, it's just like, how can I put my emotions or understand my emotions out? How can I transform this and understand this? It's going to become art. So I think that's a, a little bit of, of my goal, you know. It's, as, I, as we were saying, like, that I put written, it, I, it's transcend illustrative storytelling using theater as a voice for marginalized and oppressed communities. But it's even much more than that. How can we learn how to do that together? How can I, I, while I'm doing this, I'm learning all the time. I am, I don't know, I'm understanding myself while I am doing, I guess. I feel you. I, I do understand because <laughs> I, I think that, uh, that's a lot of how I see it. I might not say it that way, but for me, art or my artistic practice is the way I process the world. And I definitely believe in theater for, yes, building community, but yes, mainly like we can very dreamy but we can have a better world like we can dream of a better world and we can do it through theater so I have a very pragmatic question well ish because you you mentioned about um New York artists and the New York theater scene um talking about or or doing this work for to give voices to different people that are usually not represented on the stages whether it's performers, designers, directors, whatever, storytelling, in whatever position, like, yes, it's not a diverse industry in general. And this, this was a conversation that picked up a lot during COVID. Like, now, do you think it is still going? Is it a true change? Like, or was it like a little trend and there's some leftovers? Or people really are looking for a radical change within the New York scene, theater scene? I wish it was a radical change because a radical is radical. So I don't think it's a radical change, but I see a step-by-step -step change. You are, we are seeing more Black people on stage. We are seeing more Black people out of stage, designers. We are seeing more Asians. We are seeing more Latins. I, I've been seeing that. I wish also we could see more of Black, Asians, Latins in, in position of power in theater too, in position of decisions too. This, I, and that's why it's not radical yet. I, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a socialist. I'm probably, if I could, I would be even more radical. I will be totally Marxist. <laughs> If it was something really viable in this world, but I feel like it. It. it, it there's a, a dramaturg, a Brazilian dramaturg. Saying his name is Nelson Rodrigues, and then he has a very famous line saying that the unanimity is stupid. Unanimity. Unanimity. Okay, that's one of the moments for vocabulary, which means is like if everyone say yes for something. Is a stupid decision because we need someone to say no. So I feel like, and so the radicalism might not get us where we want to be because it's going to be just an act of a radical, it's just going to be a radical act, but it's not going to come with knowledge, with understanding where we want to go. So I feel like it needs to be 
step by step. So everyone gets where we need to go, understanding why we are doing that and why it's so important. We as an artist, we can't, I, feel, I have the feeling that we know, but the, the ones who are in position of power, even inside of the theater, sometimes they don't, they, they cannot understand the privilege, how, why privilege is privilege. You know what I'm saying? So I think it needs to be really digest and, and so we can get where we want. And then we stay there. We don't go back. Because if it's radical, it's just like a, a, a it's going to change, but then it's going to change back as easily as it goes. So as it went. So I feel like we need to keep going. We need to be keep the hope and keep step by step. I want to see more. I want to see more black people. I want to see more Asians. I want to see more a. a Every, more Latinos, and I want to see more Brazilians. I'm making, I've been ma making jokes about it because there's also this thing about being a Latina, but we don't speak Spanish. I, as we were saying, I, I, I speak a very good Portuñol. I'm very creative with my Spanish, <laughs> but I want to see more Brazilians being represented. I'm so glad that I just saw a, a Brazilian-related re story that won an Obi right now, Arturo. Luis Soria won as a performer, an Obi, for Nimi Madre, that it's a beautiful story when he talks about his relationship with his Brazilian mom, but we need more. We need more Brazilian representation, and that's my new goal. <laughs> that's one of the goals in my bag. It's bringing more of the Brazilian culture. Again, we need to understand ourselves as Latinos do. Brazilians also because of this different of languages. When we you are here, Brazilians don't see themselves as Latinos. You know, some of them see this is a whole new thing. So I think it's part of what going back to that goal of like understanding ourselves and oppressor. That's one of the goals. How can, the theater can help us understand that and and being represented and being on stage. And we are fun. We are we are creative. We are smart. But I really want to see Brazil a little bit more than soccer and carnival and beautiful women. And you know, there's a lot of Brazilian theater that he, that New York needs to see. I guess. Oh, that's beautiful. And now a note from our sponsor. The Theater Art Life podcast is proud to be sponsored by ClearCom. ClearCom is the leader in voice communication since 1968 for theater and the performing arts. When the show must go on, ClearCom is there to keep the team on cue. You can find them at C-L-E-A-R-C-O-M.com. Go check them out. Yeah, you made me think of this idea of the oppressor and like, because technically if we go, if we're strict on the definition of Latin America, even the French Canadians fall in the flag. But at the end of the day, it has been used mostly for people of South America and then people that think that Mexico is part of South America. But then at the end of the day, it's like, how are you or how are we labeling as one a mix of tens of countries? I don't know. It's a, a big handful of countries. Each of those countries are very diverse. Most of them have more than one official language. And then but we're just the one. <laughs> exactly. And then this is all, again, comes from the open veins of the Latin America because for so long, and here in Brazil, we have like, uh, colonization from France, from Germany, and, well, well, Augusto Boal drank from uh, Paulo Freire, a fount. And Paulo Freire is the one who said the dream of the oppressed is to be the oppressor. And that's, that's on it that we're going to work on. So I, I've seen it when you were here, you see so much, so many Brazilians desire to be in Europeans. You know, like the desire of being, because being oppressed by Europe, be, Portugal and 
and all the other European uh, presence in Brazil, in some point, it looks like they're more important. They're, you know, to say so, the oppression to say so of the colonization. So we need to flip that. We need to see that we are so much more rich being Brazilians, being the indigenous from here. We have so much culture to share, so much beautiful stories and 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 mythology. We have a beautiful Brazilian mythology from from our the very very deep Brazil. So this is gold, and a lot of Brazilians don't know that because of oppression. So and this is probably in so many other countries from uh, South America, Central America. Uh, us as as, as a Latinos, we are now learning how to recognize ourselves and accept ourselves as a nation, as a as uh, in our beauty. You know, like until I don't know, ten years ago, we don't didn't give that much value to our own history as indigenous land, uh, indigenous stories, and. And, and I don't know, we need to give to see how beautiful this is. And this is a whole big, long process because people think to be white and European is the, 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 that going to give you more success in life, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes when people say, you're so pretty, most of the time in my mind is like, you look like you look European. Oh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you're so beautiful! Oh, this this baby's so beautiful. This this is a, a a Brazilian expression. Oh, this baby's so beautiful. Look like a Johnson Johnson baby. For sure, the the baby is a white baby with blue eyes, European vibe. So now we need to see a beautiful black baby, <laughs> very big Johnson Johnson diapers box, and this. It, they're like layers are meaning, you know. So I think that's what we are. The whole a whole thing that is happening in Brazil right now is people now they are seeing and in, in looking themselves and recognizing they are black people. We are so, uh, such a, a rich and mixed country, and there until ten years ago, we don't. A, a lot of even friends of mine like I I did not see I did not know I was a black person. We are starting to learn how to accept ourselves the way we are. And I think that's beautiful. Okay. Finally. I love your um, Johnson & Johnson example. <laughs> and it's a perfect segue for my next um, question or little... I just want you to briefly describe, because I'm, I'm very ignorant of this, and I was um, curious about it. What is interactive marketing? Well, interactive ma marketing, it's... When are you going to do a show? And you have no money to do to hire like a marketing agency that's gonna do like or a PR that's gonna put you in front of magazines and or in the in the front of the the press. How do you, newspaper in the front of I'm I'm from the time so yeah the billboards or whatever you have to be creative. Like I'm not famous. I was not famous so. How can we call and make it a, a marketing for a show? How can we sell our idea to bring people and to build theater community and to build a theater audience? So I'm going to give you an example, a show I did. So I, I, and I love to do that. So I did a show here called Cinderella's Complex. It was a, it was a comedy. It was a big joke. It was two women. Because Cinderella Complex is that idea that you are waiting for the prince so you can be happy, right? It's, it's like a, it's a uh, psychological term or whatever. But we use this as a, a backdrop to make jokes about men and women and relationships and saying, girl, just go forward. Don't wait for a prince because they do not exist. And then what we, so, but how do you bring people to see a show if you're not, this is also a Brazilian thing. Like if you are in the television doing uh, soap operas and your face is famous and you're doing theater, the theater, like sell tickets and whatever. But when you're doing something 
alternative, you know, not that have famous faces. You're like, okay, how are we going to put people in the theater to pay the bills of the theater? So for this show, for example, what I did, well, I'm also a little bit megalomaniac. <laughs> I am. A, I had the I had the 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 plus version, and then I'm gonna tell you the version <laughs> I wanted to do. So the plus version, it was like, okay, we need to go to the bars, and then we're gonna get like a horse. That's what that was the that was the the big idea. Let's get a horse. And then we're going to get this friend of, we always have like a friend who's handsome. <laughs> Let's dress this handsome guy as a prince. And then I call my brother who used to play, how do you call that instrument? That you, trumpet? The trombone, like a, yeah, a, a trumpet. Yes, my brother used to play trumpet. So I call him, was like, call another friend of you who played trumpet and let's bring them. So, and then my mom made like a, like a like a, a costume, like I did, I draw I draw the costume and like I, they are the servers of the prince, and then we go to this to this bar and then we 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 had like a pillow with a with a shoe with a like a Cinderella shoe, and then the shoe was like a very small number of a shoe, like nobody's gonna fit in the shoe, no girl like one or two girls when the whole bar is gonna have a very small feet to to put in the shoe. So they were arriving a bar. They were like, doo, 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 doo. and then we got to the bar and then the prince comes with a horse. And then we are going table to table, tr- making the girls trying the shoes. And when you fit, it fits the shoe, you get a ticket for the theater. But to access your theater, you have to take a picture of you with the prince, with the team, with the shoe, Post in your social media, and then you're gonna download the ticket so you can see the show. But just to get into the bar, making this whole noise, but this was the gold idea. I could do almost thing, but we did not get the horse. <laughs> so what it did was just like a wood, a wood horse, and then the prince got into the bar with a wood horse. <laughs> you know? And the trumpets were not that like good. You know, they're not the best ones in the trumpets, but it was fun. And then, like, it was a huge success during the whole season. And then I started to do this for different shows. So, I don't know. The idea is like, okay, what's the show about? And how can we do? And then we used to do this, like, we got to a car. And then in one night, you go to, I don't know, 10 bars, 10 big bars. 20 big bars and then just call attention for what you're doing. So that's a little bit of the interactive because you like put people to, they, they want to know, okay, what is this show about? Like princes and it, it, it's for adults. So it's fun. This was one of the ideas I put it together. So, and then it's endless, the possibilities that you can do something like that. You do like a mini show for the show. Yeah, it's a mini show, but it's like it's related, but it's it's you can imagine people are in the bar drinking, smoking, talking about a lot of you know things. How do you call attention to people to go to the theater? It's the least of the things they are thinking. So you have to make a little bit of noise about what you're saying. And then when you tell them what you're talking about, it was like, okay, this must be interesting. So I will go to the theater. Let's try. Yeah, I did the same thing when I did other shows. Like I would get some of the characters and bring to the bar, usually the, the character that it's funny. Of course. Or they're the ones who are messy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. Let's say that if you're going to do uh, Wizard of Oz, I would not bring Dorothy. I would bring, you know. Hey, Two of them, like, yeah. And then we're going to make them, you know, be discombobulated in the bar and then and, and giving some flyers, you know. And it, it's just like, how can we call attention of a, an audience that doesn't really go to the theater? They don't go because they don't know what it right. is. Right. So let's, yeah. I love it. All right. So would you consider yourself more or what, what do you know? Because you consider yourself all of this. But um, is there one that you prefer more being a director, a performer, a designer, a props maker? 
oh my god okay now can we call my therapist because this is a therapeutical <laughs> answer <laughs> This is what we bring to the divan. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be a one-word answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, the thing is, when I started in the theater, it was because I really want to be a performer as an actor. And in a weird way, directing, choose me. I did not choose to be a director. The directing choose me. It was weird because, remember I said, like, nobody's going to call us. Come, let, let's do it together. I can direct because the, remember when I said that I started to do to like theater when my dad took me to a play called Ploofed. So that was the first play that I when I called my friends like, okay, let's do Ploofed because this one I know how to do. I have the whole idea in my brain that I know exactly how to do. So I would direct, and then it was being chosen by direction. And then until now, like I when I'm directing. I'm a Leo, so take 20% what I'm saying, but like I know exactly what I'm doing when I'm directing. When I am performing, I am a bucket of insecurity. But I am there. For me, this the challenge. I think the challenge of being an actor is because when you direct, you direct, you know exactly what you do, but you put it in the performer's hand. You you have no control of it when you are an actor. You you have to have a control of at least 90% what you're doing, you know, because the 10% is that 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 room for a mistake or for a blank or you know for oh my god, what I'm gonna do now or some something happened. Like I did a show now with Megan Finn, Miss Loman. And then there's this scene. I also did help with uh, the set design and the props. And there's one scene there was like an harassment. And then and then it happens close to a table in a, in a in a in a kitchen table, like in a dinner table. And then in one of the shows, the table broke. Like, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna keep doing the show, or what are we gonna do? So that the ten, that's the ten percent of room that you have to have to. To figure out what's going on, but most most of the time you have to have control what you're doing. So I and then when I said that is the question that we have to call my therapist, it's like I've been questioning myself of the desire of being and keep being an, a performer and an actor. It's because I it's something for my the little girl, the little kid who used to watch TV shows and soap operas it's just because she want to be recognized or if she wants to be accepted you know i've every day for me it's like i'm still pursuing to be a performer because i want to be accepted or just because i really like the adrenaline of being on stage i until now i'm still saying yeah it's the adrenaline but if it gets into some point that it's not your adrenaline it is just vanity I will just, just okay, let's just direct because I know what I'm doing. And then I'm not going to, but I think it's, it's just, it's an everyday exercise to be a performer. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. And then the insecurity, it's right there in your pocket. And how are you going to make to not, you know, I, it's, it's an everyday question about being a director and performer. So, I think that's part of the answer. <laughs> Very deep. Didn't think. Very yeah. deep, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think my therapist is going to be proud. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> I'm going to close with um, our standard questions. So what is the thing you like the most about your job? Connect people. Be around people. Be around smart people. Be around creative minds being around of I'm going to give you an example uh, when we when there was the election here in Brazil in the past year we are we are going to our own version worst version of uh, Trump here and then when we changed the whole election and Lula won I got message 
of every single director that I was working on celebrating that with me. Yeah, so it, I love to be around people that it, it, it goes deep. Like it, and, and even when it's not deep, even it's like when we have like 10 out of 12 and we are very tired after a long day. And then when everything's finished, it's like, let's go to the bar, just have one drink together and talk about anything else. But this anything else, it's probably a feeling or an emotion that it can become your next show, or it's just going to give you the word that you need to hear after a long day of work. For me, the best thing to be, there's one thing I didn't say in the past, when we were talking about my past is before theater, I was always the disconnected kid. I was always the, the crazy one. I was always the one who are, I, I was not fitting anywhere. And then in theater, it was like, oh, my God. You know, if we, it was like if I was blue and then I got to room and, and everyone is blue. It's like, I want to be blue with these people. That's what I feel. Feeling the, here I can be blue. Here I can be myself. I can talk with my hands. I can wear whatever I want to wear. I can. We are just the same. I, I just want to be blue with all this or whatever. I want to be purple with yellow dots with these people. <laughs> That's what I love more of being a theater person. I love it. The sense of belonging. Community that you so, so like yes. and mentioned. Exactly. Yes. I, yeah. Bring people. To, can you imagine if I can help? At least like if it, I can help one kid that it feels like that in a community to like, let me show how theater is. And if I can do the same for one kid, I'm, I'm happy already to make a kid feel part of it. I'm going to be happy. I'm sure you have already. <laughs> yes, I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> so if you could change something or I guess, what's the most challenging part of your job? And or if you could change something, what would you change? I think my fear of machines. <laughs> it's it's not fear of machines, but it's like maybe we should call my therapist again. But it's like I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a, if I'm lazy or if I'm it's a fear. But like I like to go for mansory. You like you know like know how to sue. Uh, so, I think that's the word that they, like a, a piece of uh, wood, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm, a, I'm, a, I, I have this crazy fear of where using things that I can lose a finger or, you know, and then computers also like I have a very particular relationship with computers and, and my line is like, I love scissors and glue because I know what I'm doing. But if you put me to edit a video, can I do it a scissor and glue? <laughs> I can't, so it would have to be here. You know, like I, I hate when I'm doing like a, a sheet on 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 Excel, and then you put a number and the number disappears. <laughs> like where was this number? It was not here. If I if I was doing like in a paper, I know it's there. <laughs> so if I could change, will be my relationship with the with the technology and with some of that is not technological, but it's this like mach machinery. But you know, again, I don't know if this you is- You need to have friends that do those things for you and that's it, and or, that's hire what some, or have money to hire someone. That's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> but I wish, we cannot be everything. We cannot do everything. But I wish I could do a little bit more. Like friends of mine, I, when, I, when I was, before going to New York, I used to do a lot of commercials. As an actor, I was great doing commercials because for a while, before being doing commercials, I was a casting producer because I hook up all my friends for the university to make some money and pay my bills. And then I learned how the camera wants this or that. So I knew how to do when it was like an auction, uh, audition for, for something. And... And and now my friends was like, why are you not doing, like, why are you not a, 
how do they call now like a influencer right now why you are not seeing like videos of you doing this and i was like because i do not know how to add it you want to come and, and shoot me and then i will be the best for you but if you have to you have to to do the the, the post-production like editing and putting all those things together so maybe this is one of the things i really yeah one of the things i would change you see it's not that deep <laughs> i mean it can be it actually can be but I, I, I'm not your therapist, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I do like machines, though, so. But I don't like to be on stage. See, maybe we, we need to have more, more teas mm, together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. This has been great fun. Thanks for joining us here at Theatre at Life today. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you again. It's been a great chat. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love the questions. It, it, I think I'm going to need like good 30 minutes to process everything because I got emotional with your questions. I got emotional talking about this. And I think the fact that I am in Brazil right now revisiting some of those feelings too and revisiting some uh, stories and being with friends. Like I was with a great friend yesterday that was part of my history. Uh, his name is Hugo. Hugo Leonardo, and then we were talking about that time, and then I was talking to them, like, they're like, you're not going to come back, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to come back, you know, I get a, I get a report every night after the show, saying everything what happened, what, t what time it started, if was someone late, if someone got hurt, and where they left, what the jokes, and they're like, really? It's that professional, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's pragmatic of, of me, but I like, I like that. I like the fact that we can, and then at the same time, putting together all of them, seeing all of those friends doing their craft, the way they can do it, you know, like having friends that are clowns, like they are just, their life is being a clown as an artist. And they are now able to purchase their own home, their own apartments. I'm like so proud of them. It's so hard. So for me, it was a whole, it was like the last uh, tie in this gift that uh, it's been in Brazil and talking about making art, being an artist. And yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I'm so happy and emotional <laughs> to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Theater at Life is a global media site for entertainment. Memberships start at only 38 US dollars per year. You can have unlimited access to our daily published articles, including entertainment news and the writings of active industry professionals, ensuring that you are always up to date on the global happenings in the world of entertainment. Become a part of the international entertainment community and join us now at www.theaterartlife.com.